Hello and welcome to Send Us Your Nudes, a podcast where we talk about anything and everything that we want, basically. Yeah, uh, basically. Whether it's music, movies, TV, food, food, macaroni and cheese. I'm Zach. And I'm Kelsey. And welcome to episode nine. There was like a long silence before someone started talking. I think it's because both of us weren't sure who would do the intro this time because we didn't say who and we both just looked at each other well now the magic of editing is going to take care of all of that so they won't they won't know a difference but in the in the real world that's that's what happens when you uh when you run a tight ship like we do oh yeah we just kind of fly by the seat of our pants here our rule is don't discuss who's gonna do the intro that week until uh, our rule is prepare as little as possible and discuss nothing. Exactly. And we succeed like we no We succeed other. like over a thousand percent because we wind up discussing something. We're overachievers, really. So the fact that we put out this much is something that really deserves gratitude from somebody. <laughs> from somebody, whoever that may be. It should be me. It should be us. We should be grateful that we've been able to go on this adventure we'll give ourselves gratitude yes we we will be gratuitous towards our own satisfaction i (laughs) guess i I don't know anyway this past week has been crazy for me and zach knows because i've asked him like a million different questions so i was in a car wreck last week yikes yeah um it was bad got t-boned by another car Everyone's okay. Thank goodness. Um, yeah, no no, no one was going fast enough to where... I mean, it could have been much worse. Honestly. Sure. Um, but with that comes all the, like, trying to figure out insurance slash getting a new car. So what happened? How did you even get T-boned? I was turning left. Okay. Had a green light. Sure. Yeah, that's what happened. It was my fault, honestly. Like, oh. I thought that I had enough time to get into work. It was like literally happened right in front of work. Uh-huh. I thought I had enough time to pull in and the other person was driving really fast. So they were so... going faster than you expected them to be going. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And they couldn't stop in time. Yeah. So it was kind of a contrib- contributory negligence thing. Like they were going too fast where they could stop, but also you pulled out. And you didn't have enough time. Well, as an attorney who is not... I'm not... There's nothing that has gone to trial, obviously. As an attorney, I plead the fifth. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was bad and it's over. But what I wanted to say was that I've had a lot of weird fun this week looking for a different car. It um, is kind of like a weird, a weird thing. It's a weirdly exciting and like... You're like, oh my god, I get to get a new car, but then you also feel really sad about your old car. Sometimes. Well, I think of the, my cars as my friends. Mm-hmm. They're the cars that I've had in the past. Because I've gone on adventures with them, like... Sure. Almost as if they're like your pet, because you like take them to get a checkup, and like, <laughs> at the garage. It's like the garage is the vet for... For your for your, your pet car, car. yes. Okay. So I think of my cars as like I guess affectionately as my friends, my pets. Okay, that's sweet. That sounds weird. 
But yeah, sure. Um, my first car was a 2001 Ford Focus hatchback ZX3. It was like my favorite car I've ever had. I love. I, I mean, I went on so many adventures in that car. My first car I had it forever until I went to college. Mm-hmm. Um, and I brought it here, and something happened to it, and I had to leave it at a junkyard, and I felt so sad because it had been here a month and. All the relationships with your with your cars have all ended tragically. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Which And so now you know you've got a new chapter. I can either do the same thing and get really close to my car uh-huh. and treat it as if it's my pet. Sure. And then be heartbroken if something ever happens to it, if I have to give it up or something. Right. You have to euthanize it. No. <laughs> I don't want to think of it that way. I I think about my car, the blueberry, the Ford Focus. I think about her very often and how she's alone in a junkyard somewhere in North Carolina where she spent most of her life in Kentucky. Yeah. And it makes me sad to think that she's alone. Oh. So I can either, I mean, I liked my two cars after that too, a lot. And I cried when something happened to them because I named them too. And so I can either do that to this new car or I can completely be stone cold and pretend that my car is like a robot that I've hired to work for me. Well, I think have of, no the affection. Two, of the two, that's probably um, the least fun but most healthy relationship that you could probably have with your car. Mm. I don't know. I think that there's a relationship that you can build with an object. Yeah. Just like you can with an anim- with an animate object, like an animal. Or another mm-hmm. person. So, I mean, I think you should, uh, I think you should love your car. I think you should name Treat it, it as a pet. I think you should name your new car just like you always have. Because, I mean, it's much better to have an actual, like, relationship with something than not. Right? Yeah. You're adding to your life. It'll be I fun. don't know. I just have always thought of my cars as, like, when we're on a long trip together, it's like, me and the car. Like, yeah. it's just us. I I, so. I haven't really developed any kind of relationships like that with any of the cars that I had. I mean, that was my first car that, you know, I have a ridiculous obsession with. And then the other cars that I've had in my life after that, I haven't really cared so much for. And even the car that I have now, like, I like a lot. But I'm not going to cry when if I lose it. you have to get it. rid of it. But Selma. Yeah. If, uh... the, the, the stanza that was handed down to me and was my great-grandmother's car. That that definitely has a sentimental value to me, much like my first car did. And and I would be very upset. I would be very upset if something were to happen to that car. Absolutely. I would cry. Just like you did. Yeah. I mean, I cried when the blueberry had to go away. I had cried when Sparky bit the dust. What a terrible accident that was. Yeah. And when I was cleaning uh, Stella out in... The lot across from tow, uh, the tow towing service that towed her from the accident. Uh-huh. I went to clean everything out of her. And the entire time I just, I was alone in the lot because it was across the street. So they couldn't really hear me like sobbing and telling my car that I was sorry. Aww. The entire time. Like it was, I felt very pathetic, but also, I don't know, Aww. I miss her. So it's exciting that I get a new car, like, yay, I get a new car, it's a new shiny thing, but also all the memories of cars past that I've had. Yeah, it's bittersweet. It is. So, 
you've been shopping for a new car. Has any car like stuck out to you that you really like? Um, well, I have a budget, so I've only been looking at certain things. But um, I test drove a 2015 Volkswagen Beetle yesterday, and I was really I saw it on the internet, and I was like, "All right, this is gonna be freaking awesome." It was like dolphin blue. It was a two door, which they're all they're all two doors. Are they all two yeah, doors? If it's a beetle, it's it's only gonna be two doors. I didn't think I thought there were some four door ones for yeah. some reason. Um so my Ford Focus was a two door. Mm-hmm. Um the blue one, the blueberry. So this one was blue, very shiny on the internet. It was very shiny and the price was good. It had decent mileage on it. We get there, freaking the so we walk in the door of this place and the salesman walks up to us and David went with me. And apparently, well, this is where David had bought his car too. And he was like, we can just talk to the salesman that I talked to last time because he's really nice. And he helped get a discount and everything. Makes sense. And so he knew him already. And we went in and talked, or some guy ambushed us at the door. And we were like, hey, is so-and-so here? And he was like, no, he's not here. And we were like, okay. He was like, you can talk to me instead. Mm-hmm. It was it was kind of aggressive, like, this guy. We talked to him. Like, two minutes later, so-and-so comes out from the break room. Oh, my gosh. And starts, like, walking by. And David looks over at me, and he's like, that's, that's so-and-so that he said wasn't here. Totally poked. He totally pinched his, his sale. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean. That's dirty. That doesn't mean that I'm going to buy a car from this guy. Oh, yeah. I understand. Because uh, so. I just looked at stuff. So I could go back and be like, I want to talk to so-and-so yeah. instead. Not you. Yeah, Why? not not really weirdly, like, but also softly aggressive guy at the door. He had a real soft voice, but he was very, like, you know, try, very, he tried to be assertive. Yeah, he tried to be assertive, but he was he was, had a very soft voice. So we went to test drive this Beetle. I've never been more disappointed in a car. I was excited because, like, my grandma has a red Beetle. It's like a 60... No, it's a 71, I think, maybe. Okay. Volkswagen Beetle. And it's beautiful, and I used to take rides in it when I was a kid. So I was I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. Going to get a Beetle. Got in the car. After the guy had told me that everything was pristine, there's, like, little dents on the outside by the door handle. Where mm-hmm. someone obviously had a big dog and its claws dented into the metal. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Okay. And what else? Um, we got inside and, like, the leather on the wheel was, like, falling off. It's peeling off or something? Yeah. Okay. This is a 2015, so it's not, like, a brand new car, but it's also not an old car. Yeah, it's not, not exactly old. Yeah. Um, and it had decent mileage on it, too, so it wasn't super... It wasn't like it was abused or you would think yeah. it was abused. They were just, like... Little things wrong with it, and then we, we drove it down the road, and after the guy was like, "There, there, we guarantee all our vehicles. There are no mechanical problems with any of our vehicles." And I'm like, "Cool, way to make a sweeping statement." Yes. To someone, to someone who can recognize that you're making one and could get in trouble with making that statement legally. Uh huh. Um, we get down the road. I get to the end of the red light and the brake starts like squealing. Yeah. And I'm like, what? That's a problem. Yeah. The brakes are squealing like up until you, you stop, like you kind of have to pump them. Oh my gosh. Uh huh. Another problem. I'm like, 
absolutely not. Nope. No way. I actually looked over at Dave and I was like, I just want to take this back right now. I don't even want to finish this test drive. We've driven like maybe two minutes in it. If oh that. Gosh. And the salesman was with you, of course. No, he wasn't with us. Oh, they didn't let you take off. No, I just, I bitched about the car the entire time we were gone in the oh, car. I was gosh. like, this, there's no way. I've never been more disappointed. In, ugh. So obviously we're not going to go look at that one again, but damn, I, I'm just, I'm still mad. Yeah. That that's all around. I'm just mad. A pretty bad experience. I wouldn't go back to that dealership. Period. But you know, uh, most dealerships are are like that. Yeah. They all have similar characteristics and traits. And that's not just like saying only new car dealerships, only used car dealerships. Like anytime anyone is trying to sell a car, period, it's there's going to be some shady practices or tactics built in. And that's coming from somebody. Some riding who's, the line bullshit yeah oh yeah and that's coming for somebody who's worked for dealerships pretty almost exclusively throughout yeah. his professional career at any rate it's exciting still like i remember when i was hunting for a new car before i got the coupe you know it was a bad time for cars in my opinion because there really wasn't a whole lot of great stuff in my price range that i wanted yeah luckily that was available but yeah they were so desperate to sell that thing to me that they drove up to pennsylvania and drove it back because it was only one of two in the country that was like I wanted it. And the other one was in Texas. Special. Yeah. I got lucky that they gave me actually some pretty good service. I, um, we looked at CarMax yesterday too. And we found a couple, a couple cars that were okay. Like, I'm at the price range where I can find something that I like. I could. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's nothing around here that I do like. Um, because I want a smaller car. I don't want like an SUV. I don't want, and I don't want... Afford since they're not making cars anymore. Um, and I, f- I feel like I won't ever be able to really get a- eventually, I'll it'll be hard to get service for a Ford car, right? I don't know, I don't know anything about what Ford's going through. I know that they're know downsizing they, their line, but they stopped making I'm... cars, they announced that they stopped making cars, making trucks, SUVs, and crossovers only. So, no sedans, they just aren't selling them very much anymore. Well. I mean, unless you decided that you wanted to own a crossover or an SUV. I don't think I want that. So, no Ford. No, no. Um, I just want a really small car. So, we looked at a lot of um, Nissan Versas, Versa Note. Um, we looked at some Subaru Outbacks. That's not a small car. It's not a small car. <laughs> um, some of the older ones are a little bit smaller. but Yeah. Because they have, the Subaru Outback has like five different versions, you know? It has yeah. like the Premium or the XL or... All that stuff. So, right. looked at the smaller ones of those. I don't know. I just haven't found anything that I'm, like, super excited about. Well, something fun coming up in the small car world is a new model of Toyota Yaris. That's, oh, really? Yeah, those are so cute. That's called the GR. Okay. okay. Toyota has a racing division called Gazoo Racing. And if I'm not mistaken, it's a German engineering team so they're coming out with a line of yaris's yes and these yaris's are 1.6 liter three-cylinder turbo cars that are all-wheel drive oh my god and make about 248 horsepower i want it and they're a little two-door hatchback yaris yeah just because it's a three-cylinder and it probably gets amazing gas mileage well, I don't know about gas mileage numbers, but I would presume at that kind of tuning, even though it is a three-cylinder, it's probably still only going to be like 25 miles to the gallon in the city. Huh. 
Um, just because, again, it's a torqued up sports car. Like, it's it's not really made to be an economy car. Um, even though it's kind of an economy car platform, it's going to be an experience aimed at people who want a, a sporty, and, and a sporty experience doesn't come with good gas mileage. Damn it. But still, like, I bet you that even though it might be 25 miles a gallon in the city, a highway, it may be 50. Yeah. And that it's just a three-cylinder turbo. So, I'm not really sure. But the biggest issue is whether or not it's actually going to become available in the U.S. A lot, of times, a lot of times what happens is cars like that will be built for, you know, Japanese, Asian market and for some of the European market. But due to either crash test safety concerns or emission standards, the cars won't fly here. Mm-hmm. Toyota or whatever manufacturer would have to dump too much money into them to get them to be profitable and able for sale yeah. in the United States. So there's there's a good chance that we might not get the car, uh, which sucks because I like you like I like small cars, mm-hmm. and so to have an all wheel drive, turbocharged, tiny car, sounds amazing. <laughs> would you trade in the coupe for it? I would have to drive it first, but maybe. Oh my god! I mean, the only thing that I don't like about that package, as far as a car mm-hmm. goes, is yeah, I'm a bachelor and like I don't have a family or anything. I got to worry about um, piling up in the car, but still, there's not a whole lot of like luggage room or anything like that. Even if yeah, like if you wanted to go somewhere with a group of friends, wouldn't you'd be able be to sardines. take my car. Yeah. You know, and if we did, we'd be sardines and we wouldn't be able to pack any, you know, stuff yeah. in it. So I know it's not really meant to be like a family car or anything like that, but I try to look at practicality and take, yeah, you know, um, concessions. And so like with my car, I knew that it would be a fine car, one, because it was cheap, two, it was sporty, like I like being a coupe and a six speed, but it also had like decent trunk room, yeah, and, you know, decent back seat room. You know, you could actually fit a couple of people back there and then not be squished. You could take a road trip in my car. And yeah. I have with other people. Yeah. It's been fine. I don't know that I'd be able to do that with a Yaris two-door hatchback. <laughs> Zipping down the highway and that thing. I mean, it'd be fun. And the suspension... It'd be uncomfortable. It would be that's fun. That's the thing, too, is also like the suspension is set up for a sportier ride. So, you know, it's like my car. I, I end up stiffening the springs in it. And now anytime anybody rides with me, they complain about how they're getting beat to death. It is what it is. I've ridden in the back of your car once, I believe. And I I was comfortable, but I can also see how someone who was tall would hate it. Yeah. Yeah, if you're like above six foot, my, the back seat of my car, like even like 5'11", you know, you're, the back seat of our car is not a good place for you. Because me sitting back there, I'm 5'9". And my head, head nearly touches the seat. Yeah, mine too. So. And and the, and like I say, there's not a lot of suspension give back there. So if I hit, you hit a bump, your head's gonna bang off the ceiling. I think I did it twice to Adam one time. <laughs> I mean, and he's like the same height as you, right? He's yeah. Like... I think we were both. He we were in the car. He was in the back. And in one trip, I banged his head off the ceiling twice. Oh It's, fu- it's funny. <laughs> it was a good it time. Was, but he complained about it. Well, I mean, he 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 did. He laughed, but he complained. One of those things. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I, I can look into that. My mom actually sent me a picture of a Toyota that was a, 20, a 2020 Toyota not too long ago. I don't know if it was that one or not. I can look and see. Um, it'd be funny if that's exactly what she sent me. Well, there are a lot of good options that are 
cheap and small and relatively new. Yeah, she sent me, let's see. What she did was she put, she called a, a Durham car lot. Actually, she got on the internet of a, a Durham, uh, Mark Jacobson Toyota. Mm -hmm. She gave them my phone number and email address and they haven't stopped texting me or calling me. Um, those, they won't stop. Those terrorists. Yeah, I, so they've called me at work every day. Last week. They called me Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And I told them... One time they called me two days. And earlier that morning... Or two times in the day. Uh-huh. That's what I meant. And I told them earlier that morning, Listen, I didn't give you my phone number. My mom did. So please stop calling me and take me off of your list. And they called me the next day. And I said, Listen. It was a different person every time, too. I said, I don't want you to call me. I am not ready to purchase a vehicle from you. Please leave me alone. And they called me again on Friday. I didn't answer. Wow. Mm -hmm. Talk about taking no or not taking. And then no I keep. Answer. I've still gotten emails from them. I got one this morning that from this person named Elizabeth who was like, "Hi Kelsey, I'm just reaching out. I don't think I've gotten the right contact information for you because you haven't responded to any of our emails." And I'm like, "There's a fucking reason that I haven't responded to your emails is because I told you on the phone to leave me alone and do not contact me again. So I'm definitely not going there. No." Um, wow. That just, that just ticks me off. Like, I don't know. God, it makes me think about like online dating and how oh, one person are you there? can be, are you there? one person respond? can be so thirsty and start off with like, Hey, how hey. you doing gorgeous? Hey. You're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And then the next day they go, ah, you know what? It doesn't seem like they, uh, they saw my message. I'm going to send them another one. Hey, what's up? Good morning, beautiful. Nope. Oh, no response. Okay. What you doing, beautiful? And then they get so fed up with it, they're like, bitch, won't even talk to me. And then the next day it'll be, hey, beautiful, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to call you a bitch. I was just frustrated because I really wanted to talk to you. That's definitely happened to me. I've done it. <laughs> you've done it? No, I haven't done it. Not that I'm going to admit anyways. I want to act like I haven't. So you've done it. No. <laughs> no. Bitch, fuck you. I can't believe this. We had a connection. I can't believe you, you talked to me. Um, so the car that mom sent me a picture of from Mark Jacobson that they will not, literally not leave me alone about is a 2020 Toyota Yaris LE. Um, I guarantee you the reason they won't leave me alone is because it's a brand new car. Yes. Yeah, they want to sell the new car. They want sure. to sell the new car. They want to sell the new car. Um, no surprise there. Yeah, she was like, this one's about 15000 And I was like, okay, cool. Don't ever give my phone number and email address out ever again. Oh, my gosh. Or I'm going to blow up. I'll start sending your phone number to <laughs> car dealerships and see how you like it. Yeah, I'll we'll just call you at all hours of the every day. day. Ugh, well, I'm telling you, you should look at Hyundais, too, because they've got really good warranties on them. And you can get, like, a 2019 Elantra GT for nothing. Like $10,000. Okay. I'll look at it because that's about my budget right there. I mean, it's like a brand new car. Now, of course, after all their, like, you know, this and that that they say you can't take advantage of to get down to that price, it might actually be a few thousand dollars more than that. But yeah. still, you can find some used ones with really low mileage for cheap, and they're pretty decent little cars. I will take that into consideration. Good, um, you better. Good, you better, or else. You better. Um, so I heard through the grapevine that you have finished Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah. 
I finished Yu Yu Hakusho, and I've been kind of trying to look for some new animes to watch, and I haven't had any luck whatsoever. So I decided to start pulling up some lists of uh-huh. similar animes that, you know, might satisfy me, Yeah. so to speak. Like you, might you tickle did. your fancy. Might tickle my fancy, that's right. And you just, th- these lists are made by people, God bless them, that like really know a lot of different animes and watch a lot of different stuff. But most of it seems absurd. Yeah. I mean. I mean, I know we were talking about it earlier while we were making the mac and cheese today. That like, literally, there are so many animes out there that just like, they're already ridiculous. Then they add another layer of ridiculousness. And then they add something that doesn't make sense at all. That's not like reasonably connected to the other thing. And expect you to just go with it. And be like, oh hell yeah, this is great. I love animes. Because you can <clears throat> do anything. And, and that's true of any cartoon format. You can make whatever world you want. Whatever premise you want. Whatever characters you want. And flesh it all out in whatever manner you see fit without having to worry about the constraints of, you know, a set or whether or not the character looks or actor looks how you want them to. Yeah. Like, you can make exactly what you want. And being that the imagination is is truly limitless uh, in theory, these people just make the craziest thing and they can make a season of it or two seasons of it and then that be it. And they go on to make something else that's completely ridiculous. And they all have the common themes, like you were saying earlier, <laughs> of, you know... <clears throat> all these tropes. Yeah, whether it's like the inspiration for whatever action or adventure, the inspiration for the character, um, the world that they live in. There's always, you know, some common threads. But another thing that's common is just is the name of the actual show itself. Not even just the characters, but the names of the shows themselves. Completely ridiculous. Um, and half the time, they're an entire sentence. You've got something yeah. like, I wasn't very good at this, so I became a salary man. <laughs> and that's the name of a show. Yeah, and I remember you talking about that earlier. And so, Zach and I, we went to our respective corners, and we found animes that are... That have crazy titles. And we're going to see if the other person can guess what it's about. Based on the title. Yes. Um, so I think you should go first. Okay. And maybe this will inspire you to want to watch something too. Maybe. I mean, nice. you still have to finish My Hero Academia. Right. Um, Which is another title that if you had no idea, you, you, you wouldn't know what it was about. I would think about. it was about someone that like wrote... Um, Articles for academia, and they were just really good at it. Makes no sense. And that's literally nothing. It's not even close. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about superheroes. Yeah. And learning how to be a superhero in a world full of people who naturally have superpowers. Anyways, I went and found a few names that are completely crazy. Uh Uh-huh. And I just want to see if you can figure out what the show's about just based on the name. So the first one that I have is and it's it's weird to say but it is toilet bound hanako okay toilet bound hanako uh and is it about a spirit of a boy who died in a bathroom or about an anti-hero with ibs oh no because <sighs> that's a hell of a drama yeah 
You don't know when, in what situation he's going to have to use the bathroom. I think, I would, I would rather it be about a hero who has IBS because I feel like that would be funnier because as a person who had it when they were younger and they still have it, IBS. Oh, for sure. Kelsey. Well, whatever. I had stomach problems (laughs) when I was a kid. So whatever. Um, anyway, as a person who had stomach problems when they were a kid, um, that's a relatable, it's a relatable thing. And so I feel like watching it, I would be like, Oh my God, I've lived this hell. I've lived this hell before. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, I feel like that, that would be funny, but I I think it's probably, it's probably the other one. It's probably the, the ghost, right? That's correct. It's a, it's an anime about a young girl who goes into this bathroom Uh and summons the spirit of Hanako, who she thought was a girl, but turned out to be a boy spirit. And through a series of events, ends up becoming his helper apprentice um, as they travel around solving crimes and restoring balance to the world in terms of good and evil. So, pretty deep show about a spirit supposedly summoned via toilet. So, which one? So, what do you have? What did you do? Okay, so I found one called Plastic Memories. Okay. Okay, so is this a show about... Toys personified in a toy store, like their lives in a toy store. Okay. Just, you know, kind of like Toy Story-esque. Sure. Or is this a show about androids living in a dystopian society? I'm going to have to go with androids. Okay. And why do you think that? Um, well, there are a lot of social plot points and things that you can use in something like that. About, you know, androids in a dystopia trying to survive in a world that's been ruined by humans and... Oh yeah, you mean like Turbo Kid? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, I guess, with except with androids and less BMX bikes. But I'm going to go with that. Well, you're correct. Oh yeah. Plastic Memories follows a duo tasked with retrieving dying androids... That must be collected from their families before their memories and personalities decay. So there are two protagonists. There's uh, Tsukasa and he is a human. And there is an android named Esla. And so they're the ones that are like going around saving all these androids. To make sure that their memories don't become erased from their bodies. Yeah. Okay. Um, And this, this, this one like focuses mostly on their relationship as like a, a duo. Huh. Like as a set of heroes. So but yeah, plastic memories. Alright. So it looks like we're both tied at one to one. So my next one that I have now again bear with me. Huh. This name is absolutely absolutely ridiculous and I don't know how you could feign any kind of uh understanding as to what the show is about through this title, but it is Bobo 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 Bo. That's what it's called. That's what it's called. How many bows? Um, one, two, bo, bo, three, bo, bo, four, five, bo, six, bo, bo. seven. So seven. Seven bows. Okay, so I'm supposed to figure out what that's about. Yep. Bobo 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 Bo. Okay, and what are my options? 
Is it about a man who uses his hair to fight an evil regime's hair hunting army? Or is it about a detective who is a monkey? Damn it. It could be either of these. I feel like monkey detective is more boring than man who uses his hair as a weapon and there's a fucking evil hair regime. That's just so niche. Um, I'm going to guess hair because I want it to be true. It, it is. I need to watch <laughs> this immediately. <laughs> yeah, like basically it takes place in like the year 3000 and something. Uh-huh. And all of the characters are completely ridiculous. I think there's there's one guy whose head is made out of ice cream. And his hair is ice cream no, or his, his whole his, head is Apparently just ice his cream. head is made out of ice cream. Okay. Um and I think another person is like a jelly person. I don't, I don't know. It's just a bunch of ridiculous characters, but there is a uh there is a world leader uh-huh. basically um called Baldy Bald. Is he bald? He's bald. <laughs> okay. And has these strike teams that go around and basically cut people's hair. Mm-hmm. Because he has this like terrible hair envy. So, so he's like hair mobster. Yeah, he's and he's upset because he can't grow hair. That's right. So he wants no one else to have hair either. Apparently. Okay. Bobo 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 Bobo. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Your next one is one of my favorites, and you may or may not have heard of this or not. Okay. Um. So, it's called Uran Host. Uh, sorry. Uran High School Host Club. Nope, I haven't heard of it. Okay, and I mean, obviously the title says high school in it. Sure. So, obviously... It takes place in high school. It obviously takes place in a high school. High school students. Okay, so... Common anime trope. Yes, common anime trope. All of these have a common anime trope in them, though. Of course. Okay, so is this one about a man who fights... Like, he has, like, a fight club. He hosts a fight club in uh-huh. his high school. Okay. I say man, but I mean, you know, like a young, like a high school boy. Uh-huh. Is it about a high school boy who hosts, like, a fight club in his high school, and it eventually gets so popular that they make him the principal of the high school? <laughs> yes. They make this fourth-year boy the principal of a high school. Uh-huh. Or is it about... A student who disguises themselves as a boy and tries to pick up girls in high school. I'm going to go with the first one. You think it's the 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 fight fight club club and making him the principal? Yep. Well, you're wrong. Oh, man. (laughs) I wanted that to be true. I mean, that would be really cool. I'm sorry, but you made that that too appealing. (laughs) I did. I'm sorry. You just made an anime. I made an anime, yeah. Um, so no, Uran High School Host Club is about, I don't want to really spoil it, but like you'll, I mean, if you watch it, if you want to watch it, you're going to find out like in the first couple of episodes anyway. It it is a girl who disguises herself. She never really thinks of herself as a, as a girl. Like, well, she thinks of herself as a girl, but she doesn't dress girly. So she gets mistaken for like a boy a lot. And these like really attractive high school boys in school, uh, mistake her for a, like, an attractive man, Uh 
and they want her to join their host club where they host like tea parties and basically are womanizers, all of them. Okay. Um, at this like private school. So she agrees. I, I believe she accidentally like she owes a debt to one of them because everyone's rich there except for her. Another trope. Like uh, she she goes there on scholarship. She underdog. has to keep her scholarship. Yeah. So she winds up owing one of them for like ruining something of theirs. And they're like, well, then you're going to join our host club and be one of our hosts as repayment. So she disguises herself as a man and romances all of these girls. And nobody knows that she's a bo- or she's actually a girl except uh-huh. for like a few members of the host club. Not, I think at first, like not all of them know that, it, that she's a girl. Right. But not the women that they're romancing definitely think that she's a boy. That's so weird. Yeah, it's it is weird, but it's it's very entertaining. Um, may not be your kind of anime, but is there fighting? No. Okay, then no. Nope. No, I mean I think there <laughs> might be a, a few fight scenes, but like they're not. It's not primarily a fighting anime. It's I don't more know about why like, I'm like obsessed with anything that has to do with tournament fighting. <laughs> is there fighting? That's why I love the Haku show so much. Or that's why I loved Dragon Ball so much. Yeah. Or Hunter Hunter so much. You know, there's always this like this competition aspect to it. I don't know why, but I just I constantly fall in love with those types. Yeah. Of anime. Uh, all right. So my third one, since you've got the lead now, I'm gonna see if I can't even us up. Okay. Saint Young Man. S- okay. Saint Young Man. Saint Saint Young Men, plural. Okay. It's about what. It would be like if Jesus and Buddha became roommates. Okay. Or is it about a spirit hunting altar boy? What's it called again? Saint Young Men. Saint Young Men. Saint Young Men. So does it? It's either about whether. <laughs> it's either about what it Jesus would be like if Jesus, Jesus and Buddha were roommates. Roommates, okay. And they had an apartment together. Or. Or spirit hunting altar boys. Either one. Either yeah. one would be so interesting. Yeah. And the altar boys are at the Vatican, of course. Yeah. Oh, shit. they got these crazy outfits. Oh, my God. And robes. They're gonna have, they could use so many, like, cool tools to yeah. hunt things with. Special spectral weapons yeah. and things like that. Yeah. They could, if it was real. If it was real. I want to believe it's the Jesus and Buddha thing, though. Like... Oh, God. Jesus and Buddha living together? Come on, that's hilarious. The odd couple. It is. Not not even, really. Not really. I feel like they would be fine. They'd probably they get... Just, I mean, they get along aces, so I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. The Jesus and Buddha being roommates thing seems like it's a family guy cut. You know, like, <laughs> when Peter says something like, that would be like if Jesus and Buddha were roommates, and then, like, it cuts to... Them like, what it would roommates. be like if they were roommates. That's having, that... a, having a squabble or yeah, a dispute about. Yeah, Like, well, you didn't do the laundry again. You drank all my milk. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, that thing. Um, that's what I feel like that is. I could see that being like a family guy cut. So what's your answer? I think it's the altar boys. Wrong. <laughs> Zach just like threw his fist up like, yes. In triumph. <laughs> Wrong. Okay. And two reasons because I feel it deserves a triumphant fist pump is, uh-huh. one, yes, you, I finally got a point. 
to this is a world that we live in where they have an anime about Jesus and Buddha living together. I know. I'm going to have to like at least watch the first episode of it. Saint Young What Man. do they do? Do they just go on like adventures together? Um, they live a it's like they're living a totally mundane life. Like Buddha's going into the market and trying to get deals on his groceries and stuff like That's literally all it is. That's not all it is, but you know. Is there any conflict at all? Well, I mean every every good every, every good, like five episodes there's conflict. Every good anime has conflict and drama in it. So my next one is called Is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? <laughs> Have you heard of that one? No. Okay. No, this is new. So I want you to tell me if this one is set in Greek goddess times or medieval times. The name of it is, is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? Is it set around ancient Greece or medieval times? I'm going to go with medieval times. You sure? Yes. Okay. You're wrong. Damn it. It is set in ancient Greece. Basically, this... (laughs) It's like an RPG world anime. Okay. Yes. Um, so this person um, named Belle Cornell, really terrible name, but Belle Cornell, he embarrasses himself in a dungeon. Like they're, they're in a dungeon, like he passes out and somebody has to like drag his body out. Okay. Um, and so he's embarrassed and he's like, man, I'm going to get stronger. I'm going to go back in that dungeon. I'm going to kick some butt. Right. So he's an adventurer and like each adventurer's or each adventurer like belong, belong, belongs to a family. And so like each family is led by like a, a Greek, um, like a goddess or something. Okay. So, um, they like find their place in the world based on who the leader of their family is. Okay. So... That's what that is, and basically it's just a guy going on adventures in a dungeon trying to win the heart of somebody who is, like, a really good adventurer, too. Well, all right. Who has a big sword. Oh, that sounds awesome. Uh-huh. Big swords are great. I wonder if it's as cool as the Air Force's sword. The Air Force's sword? you not seen the Air Force's sword? Um, no. So you need to look it up. Am I going to have to look it up right now? Uh, I mean, I mean, you know, you know, it, I mean but... okay. Yeah, I, I didn't realize the military has a penchant for ridiculously large swords. So, are you talking about the Marlow White Sword? I don't know if they have a specific name for the sword. Like, the Order of the Sword? Okay, I'm looking at the Order of the Sword. It's an honor awarded within the U.S. Air Force. Okay, is there a picture of the sword? Um, That's what I'm getting at here. Okay, okay. I thought you meant like there was like one sword that was just really big. But yeah. everyone has the same sword that's really big? No, it's not all the, it's not all the same sword. It, they, basically, the Air Force has a sword that is monstrously huge. It takes two people to carry it. Is it this one? No. No, yeah. it looks like He-Man's sword. Oh. It's ridiculous. It looks like, looks like Voltron's sword. Oh, this sword? Yes. Oh my god. That's... Why? You can't use that. A no. person can't pick that up and use it as a sword. Why does that exist? Oh, okay. It's used for the Order of the Sword. That, um... The honor thing that I was talking about. But there's like a picture of guys carrying it over their shoulder. Like, look at that. Yeah. Y'all, it's ridiculous. There, it's just a big old sword. Like, I had no idea that that existed. And I, I... 
I like this picture better, though, because it looks more like a, a video game sword. Yeah, it totally does. It looks like something off of Power Rangers. Yeah. Oh like God. Megazord sword. Oh, wait. This. Yep. And then there's that one. There's like, okay, every picture that I've looked at has had a different big sword with two people carrying it. What's well, a different branch? That's not the Air Force. Everyone has a big sword? I don't know if everyone has a big sword, but it seems like they all have to have their own big sword. <laughs> it just makes me think that, like, every branch of the military in the United States has a different big sword that they carry. Like, that two people have to carry in for, like, a ceremony. They're like, hell, the National Guard has a big-ass sword. Why can't the Coast Guard have a big-ass sword? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. Let, I'm going to stop looking at big swords. Um, yeah, we got to... We got to talk about this week's mac and cheese. So this week we did a set of instructions mm. um, for mac and cheese. Uh, one of our friends, Maddie, uh, sent in a recipe that got overlooked by us for a while. And we decided we were going to do it this week. I don't know if I would say that we overlooked it. We knew it was there. <laughs> we just we just got distracted by there, other well, things. I mean, there were, I mean, there were other macaroni and cheeses that were were pretty pretty crazy, and hers was you know more along the standard macaroni and cheese lines. Yeah, the what hers was best for was being able to provide you a recipe for feeding macaroni and cheese to. 30 people at one time. Yeah, and we were like, we're not going to do that. And we still didn't do that today. No, I mean, really, you know, it was a good template for macaroni and cheese. Mm -hmm. But she she left a lot up to our creativity in her instructions. Uh As so, when we were told about what cheese to use, it was whatever cheese you want to use. When we were told about the noodle, it was... Whatever noodle you want to use. So we were left up to our own discretion as to what macaroni and cheese we wanted to make. Yeah. But again, it was a good outline of how to make a solid macaroni and cheese. And we did that. It was great. Yes, it was fantastic. It was actually very, very good. And, uh, and, and that's just a testament to how there needs to be all of these different wonderful macaroni and cheese recipes to suit everybody's palate. Everybody's palate's different, yeah. and there's always going to be something that you're going to enjoy that someone else doesn't, and they don't include it in their Mac. And you know, if you put it in yours, it'd be out of sight. And and this is just the perfect example of this. We knew what cheeses we like. We knew what noodles we like. Yeah, from all of our experience. And we and we used them, and it and it worked just like we liked it to. So yeah, um, starting with noodle. The recipe called for a tubular noodle. Tube. So, yeah, tube. Um, And we took that literally, so we were like, what one looks like a tube? So... Penne. Penne. We we used penne. um, And I actually thought that this was going to be a disaster when we bought it. I was like... Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't say anything. I was like, you know what? Penne pasta, it has ridges on the outside, but it's also, like, kind of big. I didn't think it was going to work. Yeah. but I was highly surprised that it actually worked really well. Yeah, it worked amazing. Um, so we gave that a four out of five. Um, moving on to cheese. It it said we could use whatever cheese we wanted. Right. So we both picked one cheese. Yeah. I picked Colby Jack. And I picked extra sharp cheddar. And we've, we've done it, everybody. Like, we've realized the most perfect simple cheese combination for a classic mac and cheese is extra sharp cheddar 
and Colby Jack. It's, uh, yeah, I was surprised. It was so freaking good. Like, Zach and I were cooking it, and I was like, man, you gotta taste this cheese sauce. And he tasted it, and then he was like, oh, heck yeah. It's a good representation of how it went. Um, it's just, it was like really creamy, yeah. but had a lot of flavor. So it was just a, a perfect blend as far as we're concerned. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't stop tasting it. I was like... So I had some hot fries. I was eating a little bag of hot fries as a snack. And I was dipping the fries into the cheese sauce and eating it that way. And by God, was it amazing. I even made Kelsey try it. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> um, I tried it very carefully because I was like, I don't want to pollute this cheese sauce with, with the cheese, hot, with fry hot fry dust. dust. No, it would have made it better. No, I mean... Yeah. It was it was good, but like it wasn't. So the cheese sauce was was really good. So we're happy yeah. with it. We gave it a four out of five, and of course with this recipe being that you use whatever you want, then you know you would say, oh, I prefer these cheeses. I prefer a milder cheese. I want Gouda and you know Havarti or whatever. Go for it. That'll make you happy. Yeah. So <clears throat> for presentation, we also gave it a four out of five. Yeah, um, this recipe had um, panko breadcrumbs on top, and you put it. It was in, casserole. It was a casserole. It's a baked macaroni and cheese, and we all know how I feel about baked macaroni and cheese. So very, very strong. <laughs> so it was. Uh, so it looked really nice when it came out of the oven, nice and crisp. Uh, breadcrumbs on top. You said that like Gordon Ramsay, nice and crisp. <laughs> nice and crisp. I just heard it like him for some reason. Uh, I'll take it. Okay. So anyway, yeah, we gave it a four out of five for presentation because it looked really nice when it came out of the oven and it looked like mac and cheese. Like, I had nothing to complain about. Nope. Um, technique, we also gave it a four out of five. This was super easy to make. Um, this recipe specifically called for you to put olive oil all over the noodles before combining the cheese sauce with it. Yeah. And I think it did all right. Like... It did, but I did notice that it was a little oily. greasy, a little yeah, oily. It was. Uh, so I don't know if we like used too much oil or, yeah. or what. I don't think we did. There wasn't an amount that it gave us. Yeah, and we had just a regular pound of noodles, so we just kind of splashed some oil in there and stirred it up, and it didn't seem to be too much. It's not like there was oil standing in the bottom of the bowl yeah. as we were stirring it. Like it, we just you know lightly coated it, but. The oil, for whatever reason, would would still kind of leach out. And in the bottom of the dish, for instance, when we were done and we had like you know cleaned it out to put the leftovers up, there was this like you know film of oil, kind of in the bottom yeah. of the pan or not pan but dish. So yeah, it was it was a little a little oilier, kind of like um kind of like a restaurant mac and cheese tends to be. Yeah, like they can be a little oily. It um, might have been like. The oil that we put with it combined with kind of the oil from the cheeses, too. Yeah, and we and the used... the butter we put in, so... Yeah, possibly. I mean, using block cheese typically typically don't have to deal with as many preservatives and things like that as you do with shredded cheese. But maybe just the brand of cheese that we used. Yeah. So, anyways, that's really about the only, only thing about it that was a little off-putting was just how oily it, it, it was. Yeah, so last but not least for taste, we gave this mac and cheese a 4 out of 5 um, because we did a good job. Like, <laughs> Pat on ourse ourselves on the back. Yeah, like we did a good job with this mac and cheese. It tasted really good. Yeah. 
we suited our own fancy. We made it how we wanted to make it, and it came out great. And that's just the best advice that anyone can be given when it comes to making a recipe their own. Yeah. Make it how you like it, and it'll come out. We actually called this recipe vegan cheese. <laughs> um, because it really is. It was so vague, but, like, you can... If you follow the instructions, like, you'll come out with a mac and cheese that you like as long as you put, like... What you want into it, noodle and cheese-wise. Yeah, and make a good choice at it. Yeah, so that concludes our uh, Maddie mac and cheese, Madden cheese, whatever we were calling (laughs) it. Um, Critique, it got a 20 out of 25 overall. I'm giving us all the credit. Um, (laughs) I'm giving Maddie some credit. I'm giving us a lot of the credit for making good choices. We did it. We did a good job. It's a culmination of all these past weeks. Yeah. Making delicious macaroni and not so delicious macaroni and cheese. Oh my god, yeah. We've made some bad ones. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that concludes this week's episode of Send Us Your Nudes. Please send us recipes. Um, Send us fan art. Send us whatever you would like to send us to our email address at nudespodcast at gmail.com. N-O-O-D-Z podcast at gmail.com. We have a Facebook. We have a Twitter. We have an Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have all of it. Um, I post memes on all of them. Um, some of them are better than others. Um, <laughs> don't judge me. But yeah, follow us on social media. And be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Bye. Bye. Bye.